The title of my teaching today will be, It Doesn't Hurt to be Kind. It doesn't hurt to be kind. Especially, what an authentic word, especially in the city of New York. Right? When everybody is in a hurry, everybody goes somewhere, everybody wants to bump each other and just get to the train or to the bus and to the, to the garage, take the first car that is coming and just to go. Everybody's on a move. But we are to remember as Christians, among all that, we are to be kind. Amen? Amen. I'm reminded of a story that uh, Pastorisa was sharing back in the day uh, when she just came to school and she was just share the life that, that she lived and the importance of kindness. And I remember being a student and almost every chapel, in the end, she will just remind all the students and she will look at us and she says, have a good lunch and remember, be kind one to another. And back then I'm thinking, do you know who I live with in the dorm? <laughs> uh, you're just thinking in your mind the cleaning things that you have to do, the roommate that you have to bear, the cross, you know, bearing the cross, and the people that are around you, and I was like, yeah, right, I mean, it's so easy to say, you don't have a roommate, Dr. Colin, and the roommate that you have, it's Pastor Carter, <laughs> and that's a lovely roommate, right, but the guys that we have to deal in the dorm, it's, we want to do just the opposite, but being kind. We want to just do the opposite by being kind. But I remember that if, if we choose to live unkindly, we'll reap that. Especially coming from a culture that kindness is not promoted. It's uh, promoted even the day that we live that the more tougher you are, the better it is. The, the meaner you are, the, the more things you'll get in life. And... It's almost the opposite we're taught in these days what to do, to get our own way. But I remember that I had a choice to do in my life, to say, God, help me not to have a, an excuse in my life. Oh, it's my culture, that's why I'm like that. How many of us are like that, you know what I mean? Something wrong in our life, somebody comes and says, hey, you should work on that. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm from this country and this is like well going with my culture and, and I'm perfectly well. Hey, sister, brother, just, just be careful. Don't act like that. Hey, this is, this is my culture. I used to be like that. Anything that was a correction or somebody would, would just encourage me to, to just get some things together. But that's, that's the Russian culture. That's the Slavic culture in us. But do you know when we become born again, there's only one culture. And it's according to the word of God. The first point that I would like to just share with you, it's kindness, it's a full circle. What you do to others will come back to you. It's a full circle. Luke 6, 31 says, and just as you want men to do with you, you also do to them likewise. It's so important in our life to be able to, to just not expect things from people, not just to expect kindness, but to be able to give kindness. I remember I was with, talking with one of my friends on the phone. And, and he was a little bit complaining of how people act towards him. And he was telling how everybody is so wrong. And everybody is doing everything wrong. And woe is him. Because nobody comes to him. Nobody talks to him. Nobody shows him kindness. 
And I was listening and listening and listening. And a thought came to my mind. I should ask him if he reaches out to people. And if she, he shows kindness. And when I asked him that, the silence was on the phone. And I said, brother, maybe you should try to reach out. Maybe you should try to be a little kind to people. And I said, well, at least are you praying about them? If they're so wrong and doomed, you know what I mean? Uh, at least are you praying for them? And he says, no. And after that conversation, a lot of things changed. He began to reach out. He began to be kind. He began to, to just put a smile on his face. And, and he began to, to just be a little different. And all of a sudden, other people began to be different to him. Why? Because what you sow, you will reap. You sow bitterness, you'll hang out around cranky people. <laughs> you sow gossip, you'll hang out about, uh, around gossip people. And everything that will bring in your life, everything you will bring in your life, is just sorrow, pain, and distress. But I want to invite you, not to be just a Christian in church, but be a Christian during the week as well. All of us. And let the joy of the Lord, the kindness of the Lord, fill our lives. You can clap. You can clap. Amen. Romans chapter 12, verses 17 to 21 says, Repay no one evil for evil. Have regards for good things in the sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not invade yourself, but rather give place to the wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. What? <laughs> what, what, what does the Bible say? If your friend is hungry? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil. Let's say it together. But overcome evil by? By good. By good. That's kindness. That's kindness. I had some people in my life that, that I don't know if they would call me friend. But I don't know if I would call them friend. And everything in me would want to do just the opposite. To repay them. I remember a while back I had a friend that I invested so much to that person. So much. And when, let, let's be honest. When we, when we hang out with people and we invest in people. We expect them to give us back. We expect it. You know. And then things don't go our way. We kind of like forget you. I'm bouncing to another one. Right. So that's what I did. See kindness doesn't, doesn't expect. Kindness just gives. But I was giving expecting. And then when I. Came to a point that I needed some help. And I asked the person. And he told me no. I got so mad. I was like are you serious? I invested all these things in you. I helped you so much. And now when I'm in need. You're saying no. And I wanted to become better. I wanted to get mad. I was trying to avoid the person. On purpose. But when we are regenerated people. When we are children of God. Do you know that, that sometimes the Holy Spirit works in our life? And you want to be mad at somebody. You want to avoid them. And the Holy Spirit just helps you. No, no, no. But, but you, now you're a different person. You have to put a smile on your face. You have to love. You have to embrace. You have to put your pride down. And ultimately, I came, I came to terms. I have to be kind. 
Because Jesus Christ was kind to me. Praise God. Kindness will lead us from a selfish life to a selfless life. So many of us will say, well, I have to take care of my family. I have to take care of my friends. I have to take care of myself. And all of us can say that. But let me tell you something. Jesus Christ cares for you and me more than we do for ourselves. And when we decide to be kind to one another, God will provide. God will do the rest. And God will lead you. Can you imagine how many friendships could have been saved if we showed kindness? Let's go a little further than that and say, can you think about how many divorces could have been prevented if people would show a little bit of a kindness in the home? How many people could have seen Christ in me and in you? And if we chose to show a little bit more kindness to people. There is a quote by Mark Twain. It says, kindness is the language which a deaf can hear and the blind can see. That's what kindness is. You don't have to come and pick up the mic and say, I am a kind person. You don't have to do that. You just have to live it. And when we live this kind of a lifestyle, when, we, when we're kind one to another, it leads us without words. A deaf person can hear our kindness. And a blind person can feel us. Because it is a gift from the Lord. Praise God. And of course we are much aware of, or we can be acquainted more with the opposite of what kindness is. And it's hatreds. It's a, a cranky person, a snappy person, impatient person, right? It's all about me. It's all about my life. It's all about my way. And we all been there. I, I'm, not, I'm not just here to tell you what to do and, and say that I arrived. I'm far from that hill. Trust me. Ask my wife. All right? Ask my wife. Good thing she's not here today, right? But it's a working process. And when we open our hearts and we're willing for Lord to do a work in us, He will do it. Amen? I remember. Is it okay to be honest? Yeah? Is it okay to be honest? All right. I remember a story that just happened in my life a while back. And uh, I visited this church a while back. And, and I, I don't know why, but I had to go to the elevator. And we, you know that it's almost easier to be kind in church than after church? And in York City, I said, everybody's on a move, man. It's like everybody has to go somewhere. And I remember that we were on, I forgot what floor. And we just got out of a church. We just got out of a church. And the elevator, the doors are almost closing. And you know, sometimes we have those people, they're kind of running and putting their hand in, and the doors all of a sudden stop. And that was me that morning. That was me. And as soon as I came into that elevator and I looked at the faces of the Christian believers. <laughs> I wish there was like a small room or a small hole I can just hide. The whole thing, I was like, I wish I never came into this elevator. And they, they didn't say anything. <laughs> Mine, they didn't say a word. They just looked. You don't do that in New York. You can do that in Pennsylvania. But not in New York. Because we are in a hurry. And I, I just, preparing the sermon, I just remembered that how easy for all of us to just, to, to just when we gather together, to, to be kind in worship especially, right? But then after church, 
How about during the week? We all need that. And to be honest with you, we all struggle from time to time to be kind. It's something that we have to be aware of. It's not something that all of a sudden, bam, is just given to you. And all of a sudden, you're just born being kind. No, it's not like that. We need to spend time with the Lord. We need to spend time in the prayer. We need to spend time in the Word of God. And be honest with Him. And through life, we will get hopefully kinder. I don't want to be an old grumpy guy one day that, that will just be like, yeah, don't do that. You know what I mean? I want to be a kind man when I get old. I want to be marked by kindness. I want when my children look at me, they can say, my father is a kind man. And this is what I desire. You see, by showing kindness, we might think that it changes only other people. But in truth, and let's be honest, it changes us first. It changes us first. It brings advantage in our life first. It brings healing in our life first. Do you know how, how happily you can live a life when you're kind? It's amazing. It's amazing. Young people, especially here that in this place. You know the habits that we develop when we're, when we're 18, 20, 25 to 30, right? All the things that we kind of just feed ourselves with. Let's just feed ourselves with kindness. And they will take you further. Sometimes we think that marriage is going to solve everything. Sometimes we think that all of a sudden I'm, I'm just going to, just as a young person, everything is okay. I can have a, a quick character. I can have a sharp words. I can be cool enough just, just to kind of just blend in, right? And we forget that kindness will take us further than we can imagine. And if only we can learn this when we're young. Thank God when I was in my, my about what, 23, 24, when I was a student. And, and I said, Lord, it is hard. But please, change me. Change me. Because in nature, I am just the opposite. Just the opposite. Do you know that as Christians, we need to understand that kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. It is a fruit of the Spirit. And, and we say, well, I'm Christian, but kindness only applies to certain Christians, not me. You know that that's a lie? You know that, that Jesus Christ, when we came to Him and, and we gave our life to Him, He lives within me and within you. And now the Spirit of God dwells in us. And one of the ways that the evidence that the Spirit of God lives in us is for us to be kind. Because He is kind. Because He is kind. The act of kindness should always be part of who we are, not what we do from time to time. You know, it's easier to be kind kind of like in a few hours. You can even plan that. You can even program that. You can even put in a schedule. Be like, you know what? I'll be kind right then and only with that person. We can do that at times. But let kindness not be a schedule in our life. But... Be of who you and me are. Let kindness be a character that, that is developed in us. That it becomes in a lifestyle. And I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. Trust me. We're going to fail. But we can do this together. We can do this together. Amen. Colossians 3 verse 12 to 13 says. Therefore as the elect of God. Holy and beloved. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, 
Love suffering. Bearing with one another. And forgiving one another. Because Christ has forgiven us. Because Christ has forgiven us. We are to forgive one another. We are to cover one another. And we are to be kind with one another. Praise God. You know some people can sing really well. Preach really well. Come to church and attend church really well. Know scripture. Quote scripture to their friends really well. But lack kindness. I remember. Matter of fact last night. I was talking with one of my friends on the phone. I was coming from a wedding. And, and they said. Do you remember a while back you were talking to me. And you told me something. And, and I was like. What are, you, what are you talking about? And his family is struggling with things. And he always was coming and, and sharing the gospel with them. But do you know how he was sharing that gospel? With a baseball bat. You know what I mean? It's like, let me come in the house and let me tell them what, is, what are they doing wrong. And let me tell them they need to repent. They do all these things. You know what I mean? And this is how he was doing. And, and he's telling me, all oh, my family are against me. All oh, my brothers, they, they can't stand me when I come. I was like, no wonder. No wonder. I mean, you took a baseball bat and comes in the house. Who wants that? But I said, don't preach to them. But live it out. Come to the house and, hey, how are you? How is life going? How is everything going? Spend time with your family. And it's going to come a moment they're going to ask you. And this is where you're going to be able to share the gospel. And this is what he's telling me last night. It works. Duh. Of course it works. <laughs> of course it works. When you show kindness, people will open up their arms. People will open up their hearts. And they'll receive what you have to say. Because kindness wins. <laughs> kindness wins. There's moments in our life that we want to respond with rage, with anger. There's moments in our life that we just want to do the opposite. And you know the hardest places to show kindness at times. It's when you are right and they are wrong. And when you have all the defense already lined up in front of you. And the Holy Spirit is knocking in our hearts. Respond with kindness. Respond with kindness. And that's the hardest thing. Because everything in us wants to do the opposite. But if we choose to respond with kindness. Not only we will show the character of God. But also will win ultimately our friends back. Praise God. It's amazing. It's amazing how much our words matter. It's amazing how much you can, you can choose to say a kind word or a mean word. You know, when we got married, I was not the easiest person to put up with. And sometimes I was giving hard time to my wife. I thought that this is it. You know, this is the way I only, I only was born in the whole world. And I only know the way how to do everything right. And sometimes she would challenge me. But in kindness. In kindness. And I would hate that. I would hate that. I was like, Let, let's fight. Let's pick up fight. Let, let's argue. Let's, let, let's just go for it, you know. But she would just respond with kindness. But by doing that, she actually impacted my life so much. That now I can look back and truly say 
that because of the way she responded to me, my life has been changed. Praise God. Our words matter. I received a phone call one time. I used to work in Rochester with youth. And I received a phone call from a girl. And, and she was just sharing that what she was going through at home. And how her mother was just saying unkind things to her. And I remember what she told me. She said, Pavel, it was almost better for her to just beat me up. You know, it was almost better for her to just, to just smack me in, and that was it. But the words that she spoke, they were so unkind, just hurts me more than a beating. And I never forget that story. It was years ago. <laughs> I'm not that old, but it was years ago. <laughs> years ago. About 15 years ago. And I remember that. It stuck with me how much our words matter. How much... When we choose to say a kind word, will impact the person's life for the better. And then how much when we say a nasty word can impact the life for the worse. By nature, I'm really not that kind. By nature, I'm not that considerate. I'm not that loving. By nature. But you know why by nature I'm like that? Because the Bible says that we all... We're born in sin by nature. We're all in the same page by nature. And if I can look and think in my life. The people that I can look and truly say. This is the person that is kind. And I can truly, can truly see Christ in them. That's my wife. That's my wife. And I'm so grateful for that. That God has placed someone in my life. When I was mean, when I was cranky, when I was angry, he brought a jewel in my life. And that jewel had an impact on my character. That's the kindest person I've ever met. And that's why I married her. Why do you think I'm with her, right? <laughs> but she began to share with me a few stories from her life. And if I'm correct, I, I remember her sharing the story that one day... Back in the day, she used to live here in, in the city. And she was taking, uh, doing something in the city with Pastor Carter. And there were some homeless people. They were asking for money. And, and Pastor Carter, of course, open heart, helps everybody. And Haley kind of looks, I mean, you're going to go bankrupt, right? And Pastor Carter looked at her and told her, it doesn't hurt to be kind. And this is where I got my title of this message. It doesn't hurt. It never hurts to be kind. And that... Really, really had an impact on her life as doing internship here at Times Square Church. And when he began there, she not only had an impact around her family, around the friends she was hanging out here, but also coming to Summit, being married, having impact upon my life, and also on our kids. Because of simple truth, it never hurts to be kind. It never hurts to be kind. We, be, we can be kind... To others, we can be kind to others because Jesus Christ was kind to us. We can do this. We can do this. We can be kind to others because kindness was shown to us by Jesus Christ. It's amazing. We did not deserve anything. 
If anything that we deserve is the wrath of God. If anything we, we should have. And if anything we should obtain in our own strength and what we deserve. It is, it is the wrath of God. But Jesus Christ showed kindness to us. Kindness to us. Sometimes we think that Jesus came to, to, kind, of, to kind of bring us sinners with, with an angry God back together. And this is the mentality sometimes that we have. But Jesus came actually to reveal the kindness of His Father to us sinners. Because He loved us. That changes the whole thing. That changes the whole thing. And we are to be kind now to other people. 2 Samuel chapter 9 verses 1 through 3 says, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Verse 3. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? See, it's not just kindness, but the kindness of God. And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. You see, kindness we are to show not only to our friends. Not only to the people that are kind of cool with us and everything is good. But to the people that are actually, not everything is so well. See, David wanted to show the kindness of God to somebody from, from the house of Saul. Because of the covenant that he had with Jonathan. After Saul passed away. And he says, there is a man. There is somebody that you can show kindness. But, but I have to tell you that, that he's lame on both his feet. Meaning that, that he cannot offer the best of the best. He has some, some negativity in his life. He has some struggles in life. Can you really show kindness to this kind of man? And David says, I can. Because of the covenant that I had with Jonathan. You know, we all were, were, were sinners. In different words, if I can put, we are all lame before God. We're all kind of like, woe is we. But because of the covenant of the Father in Jesus Christ. He covers us and invites us to come because of His kindness. And of course, when this man came, Mephibosheth, he looked, and he looked at David and said, Woe is me, why are you showing me kindness out of all the people? And he fell down and he says, I'm like a dog. Why are you showing kindness? Why are you showing mercy to me? But David says, because I have a covenant with your father. And because of that, I can offer you kindness. I can offer you mercy. By showing kindness, healing and restoration can come to our relationships with others. By showing kindness, healing and restoration will come to our relationships with others. And in the end of that chapter... Chapter 9, he says, 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 13, he says, So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both of his feet. You see, David has so much kindness that he was willing 
to invest into the slain friend. His kindness responded to him and says, now come to my table. Come be where I'm at. Come hang out with me. You know that it is so easy, as I said, to be kind at times during worship. But brothers and sisters, how much more we are to be kind after service. You know how many people we can impact by being kind. You know how many people we can reach out in our community to be kind. To invite over. To hang out. To, to just reach out and say, do you have time to go for coffee? I know it's a strange thing to, to, to do in New York City. But listen, we are not from this world, but we are in this world. Right? And we're the children of God. We are the children of God. And we cannot just say that, you know what? It's New York City. It's, it's my culture. It's my Slavic culture. That's why I act like that. No, 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 no. Brothers and sisters, let, let's come to the culture of Jesus Christ. Let's come to the culture of the Word of God. And be kind one to another. Reach out to the workers and be kind. Don't, don't start preaching with the baseball bat in your hand. But be kind to them and they'll ask you, something is different about you. Something is different about you. When the elevator opens and somebody runs in because the last second they came in and the doors were closing. You put a smile on your face and you say, welcome. Welcome. What's your name? What is your name? Do you live in this building? It can be a next door actually neighbor. How can I invite you over? How can we hang out? How can I get to know you? I know it's a strange thing to do in New York City. And if you don't know where to start, start a conversation, especially when somebody's walking with a dog. Hey, what's the dog's name? At least start from there, you know what I mean? Everybody's cool when we talk about their dog. What a good opportunity that can be. But you see, everyone wants to be Christian and show kindness in church. But what about during the week? Because in all honesty, some people might experience the only church in their lifetime around you and me. This is the only church they can experience around us. Because the Bible says that me and you are the church of Jesus Christ. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is just a building, a house of the Lord that we gather together. But what makes this a powerful church? It's me and you. It's me and you. When we choose to show kindness, people will change. When we choose to show the kindness of God around us, people will cling to you. When you choose to show kindness, you'll have friends. When you choose to show kindness, you'll have laughter on your lips. When you choose to show kindness, You'll have healing in your marriage. Healing in your family. When you choose to show kindness. God can do miracles through your life. Because He is a God of kindness. Praise God. I will say a few words from the story that I just read. About Mephibosheth. David was able to show this kindness to Mephibosheth. Because of the covenant. He did not deserve it. Mephibosheth did not deserve the kindness. He was far away. He was hiding for his life probably. He was terrified. But because of the covenant with Jonathan. David says I'm going to show kindness to someone. 
And because of that covenant, he did. Because of the covenant that God the Father made with his son. For me and you to be the church of Jesus Christ. Children of almighty God. It's not only enough for us to receive the kindness that comes from above. But also to let it flow through our lives to other people. The kindness that was poured in our life was never meant for me and you to contain it. But to let it go as that alabaster box that that woman broke it at Jesus' feet and washed his feet. This is the kindness that, that, that can operate in our life and, and can change us. So when people talk about us, they can say, this person is a Christian. Not because he quoted the Bible, not because he preached to me, not because he invited me to church, but because he's kind. Because he's kind. And David's kindness was able to cover Mephibosheth's lameness. The negativity. The things that he had in his own life that were not perfect. And this is what the kindness of Jesus Christ did for us. And we are to do for others. Actually the people that are struggling. Actually the people that are coming to your mind right now as I'm talking about. That you're kind of like, ah, no, not that person. No, 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 not that person. I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you today to reach out to somebody. Reach out to those people and say, I'm sorry. This, this thing is not worth for me to just fight about who's right, who's wrong. I, I just want to pray for you. I love you. And that's it. Don't go any further because you'll get in another argument. Just leave it at that. Leave it at that. All right? And then invite them a week later. Invite them for coffee. Hey, let's hang out. They're going to be like, what? Hang out with you? Yes. Let's just hang out. And when you hang out with them, you pay for their coffee. Alright? Don't be like, oh, you're my enemy. You pay now for mine and yours. No, 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 no. You pay for their coffee. It's about three bucks. Alright? But you can win their life, their heart, their trust. Jesus Christ gave it all to us to make peace with heaven. For me and for you. It's worth to give a couple bucks to invite, to invest. To be kind to the neighbors. To be kind to the people around us. To be kind. It covers the fault of another person. Our kindness should cover the fault of another person. As I was driving here and I had my friend with me in the car and I asked him if he can read to me the notes and to get a little bit more acquainted. And because I'm getting nervous, I was telling Pastor David, I'm so nervous. And he's a good encouragement. He's a good encouragement. He's like, you'll do good. You'll do good. But we're driving, man. We're just driving, you know, just going over the notes, talking. I, I'm listening to some sermons. And all of a sudden, this dude, out of nowhere, right in front of me, almost caught me. I had to slam the brakes. And everybody's like, whoa, my back just flew from the back. And, and the computer just flew down. And, and I'm looking. Back in the day. I'll be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Zoom. And I did that. And I did that back in the day. But now it's almost like nothing happened. All of a sudden I was confused why that person. I think that person probably thought that I'm holding the traffic. But once he got in front of me, he noticed that there are semi-trucks ahead of me. You know what I mean? But in that moment I had a choice what to do. 
And my friend says, man, if I was driving, it would be like, beep. And I was like, no, but we don't do that as Christians. We're going to church. I'm going to preach about kindness. Kindness. What a powerful weapon against the enemy. It can put down fires. It can put out arguments. It can put out the walls that we build around us. Kindness. As Dr. Colin would encourage us when we were students. Be kind one to another. In my conclusion, I want to end with these words and say, be kind one to another. And as Pastor Cara had an impact on my wife through these words, it doesn't hurt to be kind. And I want to leave this with you. It doesn't hurt to be kind. Be kind one to another. You'll live a happy life, a joyful life, full of potential in Christ Jesus. Stand with me, please. My altar call will be simple. God, help me to be kind. Lord, help me to be kind. Because in our nature, we're not. But He lives in us and He can help us. Are you honest enough with me today? I was honest today. <laughs> I put everything right there. Because this is what it's about. We're not superheroes here on the front. We all struggle with things like that. We all do. We all do. But we have a choice to say, God, teach me to be kind. And if you can be honest enough, come join me here up front. And I would hate to end the service by not giving you the opportunity. If you did not make Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, who is the, actually the author and the beginner and the finisher of our faith, who is also the source of kindness, receive Him into your life. And let your life be marked by His hands that says kindness, kindness, kindness all around. May God bless you. Before I pray, I have something in my heart to just share with my brothers and sisters that came here. Do you know it's not easy to be kind, but it's possible to Christ. And you think right now, how should I do this? How, how should I be kind? I'm responding to this message, but how should I do that? And I just have in my heart, maybe it starts with some forgiveness in your life. If there are people that maybe hurt you, and, and, and rightly so, you have some anger towards them, and, and, and they're at fault, but you have to forgive them. You have to let it go. And through this, you show kindness. You leave room for God to come and just, just operate through kindness. And ultimately, you will win. Ultimately, you will win them over. Ultimately, you will win them over. Kindness. It's a powerful weapon that builds relationships, builds the church, builds the families. Kindness. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can come before you and acknowledge our need. That by nature, we're just the opposite but kindness. Lord, but we're acknowledging right now that, that we're in need of you. You are the source of kindness. Lord, and help us to be kind one to another. Help us to be kind to our spouses. 
Help us to be kind to our children. Not to speak words of hatred towards them. But to speak kindly to them. Help us, O oh Lord, to represent your character. Help us, O oh God. And your Holy Spirit that lives within us. It is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It's kindness, gentleness, self-control. Lord, give them all to us today. Allow us to experience what it is like to live in kindness. Father, we love you. We allow you today. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us. Let we decrease and you increase in us. Lord, I pray for the people that are here, especially up front, that are responding to this message. Lord, maybe they don't even know how to show kindness because they have not experienced your kindness. And I pray right now, you baptize them with your kindness that can only come from above. Let your face be kind upon us, O oh God. Let your face shine upon us, O oh God, one more time. And help us to be changed people. Help us to live the gospel. Help us to be kind, not only in church, but after church. From Monday to Sunday. Help us, O oh God. Let through our difficulties or whatever we're going through. For our life to be marked by kindness. Because you are kind. Because you are kind. Lord, it's so sweet to be in your presence. We don't have to scream to you. We don't have to yell like you're not hearing us. But it's so beautiful to just rest right now. And to acknowledge that we're in need of you. And to be able to experience your kindness and your favor upon our life. Lord, help us now to give that to other people. As we leave this building. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.